Welcome everybody to this episode of Profile Pod TV. I am your host, Andy Anatomical, and thank you for tuning in to this episode. As always, we are very grateful. Um, our special guest is Eddie Perez of Creaking Canyon Brewing. He is the co-founder of that venture, and uh, he talks about uh, his um, in- endeavor and what it's going to take to uh, get this thing moving forward. Uh, he opens up also on uh, the process of beer making and brewing, home brewing. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Um, don't forget to subscribe to Profile Pod TV uh, on YouTube and also uh, follow us on Instagram at Profile Pod TV. All right. You guys take care and always remember, take it easy. Hey, man. This is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast, and you're checking out the Profile Pod with Andy. Welcome to the Profile Pod TV. I'm your host, Andy Anatomical, and uh, excited to be here, as always, on this special edition of the Profile Pod. Uh, yes, we typically record on Thursday, but uh, today we decided to do something special. We have a very special guest, and uh, hey, what's wrong with doing something, something a little different, out of the ordinary, you know, to kind of break the monotony, and uh, so we're here in the pod excited as always on this uh, nice sunday evening in southern california uh before we get to our guest and, and uh we start everything uh, a couple of shout outs uh, i want to thank uh general public podcast bam bam from general public podcast been very supportive of us of this uh podcast as well as 90s galore so thank you bam bam i'm looking forward to having you on here i know we've discussed um but Things are still in the works. We'll get you on here. Uh, so, and just a general general shout out to everybody on Instagram who uh, shows us love. Uh, a lot of interaction every day with with uh, the listeners on on Instagram, and you guys are awesome. So uh, that's always enjoyable to you know to see the the fruits of your labor with with everybody being so supportive and and giving you. Uh, positive feedback and that's always great so I want to thank everybody on, on Instagram there um, all the uh, all the followers on, on 90s galore and as well as obviously profile pod TV so you know let's continue to help each other out support each other's podcasts endeavors and what have you if you want to come on the profile pod uh, DM me okay if you want to showcase your talents uh, maybe you have a uh, a podcast maybe you have an, a your own business you're a small business owner and maybe you're an actor musician uh record producer whatever you know something exciting something unique we want you on this show so as you can see there on the ticker uh, shoot me a dm shoot me a dm or an email and uh, we'll get you on here okay so again this is why i'm here i want to serve others and help them out so the last couple of weeks we had some really good Good guests, and uh, we want to continue to do that. As tonight, we have another special guest in store. So let's uh, let's continue to move forward. So once again, thank you, everybody, and um, you know we, we we appreciate that. So uh, let's shift gears now into uh, and move on with the show here on Profile Pod TV. Uh, we have a very special guest. This gentleman has been on the '90s Galore several times. And he was on Profile Pod TV a couple weeks ago with his daughter to uh, showcase Two Beans Quarantine podcast. And, uh, you know, tonight he is here to talk about his new endeavor, his latest endeavor, uh, our friend of the show and his first time appearance on Profile Pod TV. And we're excited uh, to have Mr. Eddie Perez. How are you doing, sir? Great, Andy. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me on again. Oh, man. No, no. Thank you, Eddie. You know, it's always a pleasure, man. It's always fun to have you on, man, because uh, I know uh, we always have a good laugh, man. We chop it up pretty good, don't we? We do chop it up very well, man. (laughs) You know, 
where no matter where we're at and what whatever whatever setting we're at, uh, we always have a good laugh. We always have a good conversation, man. It's always enjoyable for me and. So it's. I'm really glad you're here, man. What's going on with you? What's been up with you? Oh man, a uh, bunch of different things. A bunch of, you know, irons in the fire, as they say. But um, Lily and I finished a, a a pod today for Two Beans Quarantine, where we had Jennifer on celebrating Mother's Day. So oh um, yeah, it was our Mother's Day special. We called it, you know, and really got to interview mom and uh, and yeah, man, it was fun. But you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, obviously, with the quarantine, we're we're all still in the house. We're doing school. We're doing work all from this compound. So, yeah, man, we're busy. We're busy, as, as I imagine you are, too. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier. It's, uh, you know, it's like uh, you would think, uh, oh, we're staying home all day. Nothing to do. You know, yeah, just kind of. No. <laughs> yeah. Things things are, are, are rolling, man. And Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, but yeah, man, I can't. You mentioned the, your podcast with with Lily. Yeah, and, and uh, I can't wait to hear that uh, with with Jan coming on. You it's know, been, it's been a blast, man. It's been really cool. Like um, we've had um, we had Adrian, you know, my nephew Adrian on, um, and we interviewed him, and he uh, did a performance, and uh, we was you know we were able to get him to uh, play his guitar and play a song, and um, last week we had Tony, you know, who's been a frequent. Uh, guest on 90s galore yeah, yeah oh he, man yeah he came on last week so yeah we just finished seven episodes i mean seven weeks of this quarantine and and trying to get uh lily's perspective and and you know match it with what we've got going on and stuff like that but it's been it's been a blast doing it with her oh wow that's great man yeah. i'm so i'm behind you you've had a few episodes where you brought on tony and you've already they're already uh published they're in there yeah they're published we, oh, we're trying to be regular we're trying to do every week you know like um during this quarantine we we said that we were gonna recap the week and things that we did and um and so far seven weeks in you know we're still doing it uh and so today was just a our mother's day special it just so happens um that our podcast you know recording day happened on on mother's day and and jennifer was all game uh and she wanted to come on and so that was fun wow man that's yeah. great I, I can't wait to, to listen to those i gotta catch up so um <laughs> i think I, I thought i subscribed I, I gotta check i gotta double check man I, well we finally got on uh apple podcast so okay. that was oh that, yeah that was something we, i kind of had to work on a little bit because I, I you know at first i thought anchor kind of did that automatically but then um it was just a real quick fix like it was just a matter of submitting it with uh with apple and oh and they were like oh yeah you know like we'll we'll double check it but it only took like a day and they were like yeah you're on you're live so Sweet. Um, yeah if you go on apple podcast and search up uh two beans quarantine you'll you'll see a picture of me and lil and and uh there's seven episodes right there ready to go sweet man i gotta double check that yeah yeah you know i, I was thinking back when i when i first got on uh with anchor i you know maybe i i forgot or something but i was under the impression that it was an automatic uh you know submittal you know submission to mm -hmm. To Apple Podcasts, but maybe they changed uh, protocol or something in the last year or so. So, but I'm glad to hear that you're back on. You're on Apple Podcasts now, and that's great, man. Are you on Spotify, by the way? I am. Uh, there's like we are on, I believe, eight different platforms. Yeah. So yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Pocket probably. Cast. Yeah. Cast. yeah, yeah. So it's really exciting because like so far we've had over. I guess 200 listens. Um, yeah. You know, we've had people uh, down in Mexico send us notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we love your podcast. And, you know, so um, it's just fun. You know, it, it, we're, we're looking to explore more things. I think right now it's really hard because we, we you know, are, are limited somewhat. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's – we're trying to add more production value, you know what I mean? But of like, course. it's hard because with everything else going on, um, it's hard to, you know, to edit, to edit those things all together and make a, a complete show, but we're doing our best, you know, we're, we're learning. So. Definitely, man. No, you guys sound great. Everything sounds Thanks, great. Man. Yeah, for Thank sure, you. man. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's like anything, you know, as you go, as uh, you, you begin to evolve and grow and learn, you know, so, yeah. it, but you guys, yeah, like I said, man, you guys, you guys are doing a fun, uh, doing a great job. You guys are having fun. You could tell. Yeah, it's and, a blast, man. Uh, I know Lily enjoys it, man. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get, 
yeah, I'm trying to get Peyton on, you know, and uh, I told her, hey, you know, Lily, Lily came on my podcast a couple of weeks ago when you guys came on and hope, you know, thinking that would kind of motivate her and entice her to, to get on mine. And, and she she won't budge, dude. <laughs> she just has no interest. Either, neither does Renee. You know? Yeah. And it's, a, it's an interesting thing because like even Jen and I were talking about it today uh, and, and it was like, I, you know, I was like, Hey, thank you for, you know, giving me Lily. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, she, I go, she's the only one that would do a podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah. so yeah, I was, it was, it's fun though, man. I like, I like having that, um, that weekly check-in with Lily. It's fun. And if we're able to kind of give some, get some entertainment out of it for, for other people, then we're, we're all for it. So it definitely works, man. It definitely works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can't get, uh, my kids have no interest, man. And you know, but <laughs> what about Luke, man? Is is he is he has he made another appearance? He has not. Um, he has just been. Uh, you know what he's into right now a lot uh, is uh, he's out scooting quite a bit. He's he's into scootering and uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, he, I don't know. Like all of a sudden, him and his buddies got these really cool scooters that are like kind of they're different. It's like it's not like razor scooters anymore. These are like trick scooters. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. And so he's into that right now, but you know, the kid is five ten almost, I mean, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a, he's an athlete. So whatever he wants to do, I mean, I'm like, go for it. You know, <laughs> Just get out there. I haven't seen those scooters, man. Oh yeah, dude. They, they, these dudes that are doing flips and shit on it. It's pretty cool. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but is Luke, uh, he, is he hitting the weights at all? I know he's going to be playing yeah, football sure. next year, right? Yeah, he actually is. Um, Ryan has motivated him to uh, start like a workout regimen where they're building on his vertical, um, oh. you know, speed, all that kind of stuff, using mostly like his own body weight to try and um, like just kind of thin out a little bit because he, he wants to be a, a tight end. You know, okay. he's got good he's got good hands. Um, I kind of see him more as a defensive end, kind of like his uncle Andy. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll see, man. I mean, we'll see what uh, we'll see what kind of sticks. I know he's excited about playing football, though, man. He's he's pumped about it. Um, he's pumped about going out for for basketball. You know, he played soccer his whole life, but yeah. you know, he's looking at his body, going, "I don't know, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all, I might be better fit for football. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. I know Renee played uh, soccer for years, right? He played for about four or five years when he was a kid. Man, yeah. I mean, real small, you know, up until yeah. he was, I want to say, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And before he completely went exclusively football. But, man, soccer did wonders for his, his footwork, his, uh, his endurance, yeah. speed, and mm -hmm. uh Really, I was really glad that he played football or soccer, you know. Yeah. Uh, early on, uh, but yeah, you know, I think Luke. Yeah, I think he's played soccer for what? I mean, how many years now? Well, since he was three, you know, he started playing. <laughs> yeah, he he's, started playing soccer since he was three, and he played up until like last year. You know, last mm -hmm. year he he was playing on a club team, and and he had like a growth spurt, and it kind of slowed him down, you know, because he was like a little clumsy. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he just kind of got discouraged and stuff, but um, but yeah, I mean, he started playing basketball, and he's a really good basketball player now too. Jeez, so man. yeah, I mean, just um, you know, he's just staying busy, man. He's he's doing a little bit of everything. So I love that about him. That's great, man. He's very yeah. very active. Sounds like yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So for sure. Yeah, our kids are. Uh, before you know it, man, he's gonna be like bench pressing you and stuff. <laughs> You know what Dude. I mean? Uh, he's going to be man. he's going to be big. He's going to be tall. That's great, man. We'll, Can't see. Wait. we'll see. We'll see what yeah. sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, man. And and by the way, man, I, I'm looking at myself in the in the camera here yeah. on the screen. And what as, happened? You can, as you can see, my my Addie, my 3-year-old, decided to take her boot, the sole of her, She has these no little boot. No way. She has these little <laughs> Uh, these little uh, Anna boots, or uh, is it Anna or um, or Elsa? Yeah. One of the two. Anna is the dark, the dark, the brunette, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Anna. Anna, she wears the darker, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the costume or or wardrobe attire, uh -huh. whatever you want to call it, in, in the movie. And she took. We were playing. We were kind of roughhousing a little bit. <laughs> she decided to take the the boot of her or the 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 sole of her boot, her little Anna boot. <laughs> It's boom! Uh, next thing, I, 
I'm like, what are you doing, man? And I, 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 I heard at the moment it hurt when it happened. Yeah. So we stopped playing, and then Samantha's like, I, I, I walk out, walk downstairs. Samantha's like, what? Why are you bleeding? What, <laughs> yeah, you man. You got blood coming down your face. Yeah, I literally did. I had like a little drip going down. I'm like, holy man. Look, I don't know Addy that well. I don't know huh? Addy that well, but I would not mess with Addy. Like, oh, she, dude. yeah. She looks like she can kick some butt, dude. Uh, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she like, uh, Pull, you surprised me on that one, man. <laughs> anyways, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, uh, you know. Yeah, cover it up, kid, dude. Our kids have to. Yeah, bro. We got to protect ourselves from our kids once in a while. Shit. For real, man. For real. Like, yeah, Luke, man. Luke wants to rough house with me now. I'm like, uh-uh, man. No way. You're too strong, buddy. <laughs> really? Strong. He's a strong kid. Uh, I can still take him, but he's still strong. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Soon he's going to be like, oh, forget about it. Come here, Dad. Come here, Dad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Man. I can't wait to see him play in high school, man. But, yeah, me neither, know. man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, man. So, Eddie, man, we, we are here to talk about another, your newest endeavor. Yeah. Your newest project, right? Yeah. Um, Creaky Canyon Brewery. Yeah, and uh, man, so what's going on with Creek and Canyon? Let, let, well, let's 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 go back in time a little bit. Okay, take us take us through the process of how this came about. This whole process, this whole endeavor, this whole idea, man. How was it spawned? What, what, take us back. Well, the the first thing was, you know, we as a family, I think we're kind of beer fans. You know, I mean, oh. we're not, you know, we're not hard liquor drinkers per se. <laughs> we're 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 beer guzzlers, man, and. And uh, we, we really just enjoyed um, a lot of different styles of beer. And we just kind of yeah. delved into all the different, um, you know, um, beer flavors and, and styles that we liked. And, and uh, one of um, Tony's friends, actually, one of Tony's best friends, his name is uh, Herbert. Um, yeah. Her Herbert, is a, Herbert is a chef. And, and he was like, hey, you know what? We should try our hand at, at brewing some beer. Shout out to Herbert, and, by the way. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. But um, so we were we were sitting around and we were like, well, I don't know. I've never made beer before. I wouldn't know the first <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, I like to drink the beer. What do I know about making it? But he was like, no, no, we could figure it out. You know, there's videos we can watch. And I'm like, okay. So, like, we did um, we did our first brew day about, I want to say about two and a half to three years ago now. Okay. And yeah, and so three years, about three years ago, oh, we okay. um, we did our first our first brew day, and we made um we made a saison, and it's it's a it's a French kind of dry beer, French style dry beer, which oh, is uh, never heard of that. Yeah, and and it's one of Herbert's favorite styles, and that's why he chose that one because he wanted to make a saison. But we bought, I mean, he bought a the boil kettle and the mash tun and we bought burners <laughs> and we, we had all this stuff that we never knew what it was. And we're like, wow. let's just figure it out on the fly. And, and two and a half weeks later, you know, after fermentation, we had beer. And we're like, oh yeah, like we, we just made beer and we bottled it and everything. And it was, like, it was crazy, right? It was, a, it was a revelation. Like we could make this like, yeah, for, you know, if after the most expensive thing you're going to do, as any home brewer will tell you, is your is all of your initial costs for buying your gear, right? Okay. I right. mean, you got a hundred and you know, hundred and ten bucks you can spend on a like an eight gallon uh, boil kettle, mm -hmm. and then another hundred and fifteen on mash tun, and then um, you have a couple of uh, what they call carboys, where you're going to do your um, you're going to do your uh, fermenting. And, you know, there's a couple of, there's a lot of little pieces that you have to acquire to go from grain uh -huh. to beer, right? <laughs> okay. And, and so there's all this equipment you have to get. And that's where your, your, your most expensive initial cost is going to be as any home brewer. But after that, you go, you know, two weeks later after you've done your pilot batch of beer and all uh -huh. you're going to buy is your grain. You know, you're going to buy your ingredients. You're going to buy your grain. You're mm -hmm. going to buy your yeast. Uh, you might buy a little bit more sugar or, uh, you know, for, for bottling. Um, and, you, and you're going to buy some more hops. And that's going to total, I don't know, somewhere in the ballpark of 
35 bucks. Wow. Really? And $35 will get you five gallons of your favorite craft beer. Uh, <laughs> so, mean, Eddie, so, so um, if you could back up a little bit. So the initial good. cost of all the equipment, Yeah. what's what's the overall uh, investment there? Just the initial uh, investment. With all I would the, say you're going to spend a good 500 bucks, 500, okay. 600 bucks. Right. But we what we did is we split that cost. You know, there was me, Tony, and Herbert, and we split mm. that cost among the three of us. All right. And so, you know, I bought the mash tun, Herbert bought the boil kettle, Tony bought a couple of carboys, and it was like, okay. So we we kind of collectively decided that we were gonna buy, you know, all this you know, all this equipment. Right. And and that's what we were we were called uh, together, we were called Creek and Canyon. Um, gotcha. but then you know, as time went on. Um, we just kind of figured, well, we, we weren't really going to be able to stay together just because Tony went on with his career and yeah. Herbert got another job and, and Herbert is now, um, uh, doing home brew on his own, um, with right. his own whole home setup. And they allowed me to keep, uh, the Creek and Canyon name because what I was really interested in uh -huh. more so than making the beer was the ingredients. Mm. like that's what really got me interested really but, yeah because like i i'm not i'm not very good at like at like deciphering tastes and stuff like that <laughs> i'm not a cicerone you know the cicerone is is like the um you know the equivalent of a uh what is it called a sommelier for for wine right oh okay so there's a sommelier for wine and if you're a sommelier you know all these flavor notes that come in wine well cicerone is the same thing for beer well, I'm getting an education here, man. I, I like these new so, terms, man. Yeah, Cicerone. And yeah, Cicerone. Is so, so I'm not very good at that. But Herbert is. Herbert is much more advanced palate. He's a chef. Like he can, <laughs> he can figure that stuff out. But I was more like really enjoyed the process of making it. For me, gotcha. you know, the ingredient, ingredients, the machinery, the timing, all that stuff is what I really liked. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um. So really what I'm working on now isn't so much the brewing side as it is the ingredient side. Mm. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to turn Creek and Canyon uh, into a um, uh, artisan malt company, right? So malt is what you need to make beer. Okay. Um, and, and so it starts with grain, right? Uh -huh. So either you have a wheat grain uh -huh. or you have a barley grain, right? And there's beer that you can make from even corn, and there's beer that you can make from uh, sorghum, you know, because it's a grain. Um, and and basically, what what the process is is you take this grain from the field, and you cause it to germinate, mm -hmm. so that so that you you make the starches inside the 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 grain accessible to make sugars with, and okay. then the yeast eats the sugars and it makes alcohol. Wow. So that's so that's how you do it, huh? That's it. All these that's, and it's and it's that's what I've been drinking for <laughs> 25 years. Yeah, you've been drinking grass seed basically, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> and so and the hops, yeah. you know, you hear people say, oh the hops, this is very hoppy. Well the hops is just a flower that you know that they used to make to that they used to put and they still do obviously to put in beer to make it bitter and aromatic um and that's where you'll hit you know your ipas that are really hoppy it's because they just put more hops in there and there's a couple of different uh, styles of hops that people use and people mm. enjoy but again like i said i'm not I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I really love the citra hops in this, or I love <laughs> yeah. the, the centennial hops in here. You know what I mean? I'm not that guy. I'm just like, I, I'm more of a process guy, and I like to, you know, I like to drink the beer. But, gotcha. um, gotcha. but yeah, I mean, that's the IPA and the double IPA, and even now there's a triple IPA. It just means they just add more hops and just make it really, really aromatic and bitter. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a fun thing. Uh -huh. And so then I started thinking, and and you know, Andy, you've been down to uh, Mexico to my dad's hometown mm -hmm. um, of of uh, San Miguel Apehan in Michoacan, right? A shout out, a shout out to the to the little hometown. Como están todos, Michoacan? <laughs> Todo allá. Saludos, saludos, uh, saludos, saludos, San Miguel, Michoacan. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, like so, um, my dad has land 
basically. I mean, yeah. it, there's really no, he's got farmland down there and hectares and hectares of farmland. Yeah. That, that he, uh, he, right now, he just mainly grows corn. Mm hmm. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, well, dad, are these, are these fields, um, you know, usable for, for wheat? You know, I'm, I'm a wheat beer fan. I love Hefeweizens. I love Belgian wit style beers. I like wit beers. Gotcha. And, gotcha. uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, we've grown wheat here before. I'm like, oh. well, awesome. Let's, let's, <laughs> give, let's give it a shot. He's like, what do you mean? Let's give it a shot. Ding, 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 ding. I said, well, dad, from all this stuff that you see me doing with the beers, we need wheat to uh -huh. you know to make it uh -huh. i said and if we can get it in here out of our own fields and we can malt it we can make beer from that you know and he's like no and i'm like yeah it's that easy i mean we can do it <laughs> oh, well wow. what's crazy is around the same time i was having that conversation with him there was a major major boom of craft beer happening in mexico mm. i mean for the past four to five years Mexico has seen an incredible boom in, in craft beer making. I mean, and really? we're talking about companies that are supplying homebrew equipment now for the first time. We're mm. we're looking at companies in Guadalajara who are who are making uh, microbrewery setups for um, for restaurants. You know, wow. like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, what's happening down there? So all the major right. cities now are are starting to brew. You know, have their own microbrew kind of boom happening. They're going to need ingredients you know and right now what's happening is the majority of uh, microbreweries that are that are popping up in mexico are having to import their malt from no canada yeah from canada from what? from germany and europe yeah Holy. And, and here's all this farmland in yeah. mexico right and if, if we we you know could could be one of the first you know maltsters in mexico yeah. And so, wow. Um, so we're looking. We're looking to uh, to really launch that. Me and my my actually my partner uh, is is uh, my cousin uh, from my from my dad's side. His mm -hmm. name is uh, Juan Pablo, and he lives in in Guadalajara. And so he's kind of my liaison in figuring all this stuff out as as to see how the popularity of the craft brew scene is happening. But it's growing exponentially, man. It's big. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so we want to be a part of it. We want to be down there while while that's happening. So that's awesome, man. I didn't I didn't know, like, I could, you know, what you were planning on doing with all the wheat. Yeah, you're going to ship it back here, or but now, yeah, it seems like you're gonna, it's going to stay there. It's right? going to be it's going to be Mexico focused, man. And mm -hmm. and and if Mexico uh, if Mexico buys, here's the thing: we only did. Uh, one and a half hectares, which which translates to about three acres worth of land, right? Okay. We uh -huh. did we did uh, just under five tons of wheat. Is that right? Yeah, and and I'm talking about prime like fat grain wheat. And we wow. did and we did two styles. We did a, a a dark you know red wheat, and we did a white wheat, you know white uh -huh. wheat. So. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to take our time and we're going to malt it, you know, as best we can and make sure it's a good quality malt. And we're going to show it to microbrewers in Guadalajara to start. Um, and we're going to say, this is what we can bring to you two hours away right. from, from this city. Mm -hmm. um, and and think about supply chain. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're in control now. You can tell us how much you want and when you want it and... You know, I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want that deal? <laughs> right, right. And then, I'm, I'm, you know, shipping costs are going to be less for them. Absolutely. You know, the accessibility mm -hmm. uh, for them, you know, it's, it's, it's Mexican grown. And wow, that's great, man. Oh, and that's the thing, too, is like where whenever you go to just think about the next time you go to a, a brewery, Andy, and, and, and uh, a guy says to you, hey, man, check out this beer. I made it with this, this, this and this. Right. Uh -huh. That's the story that each beer tries to tell, right? And that's how they sell it to you. Oh, well, this this has this amount of hops and these hops in it, and and this malt is from this region of Canada or whatever, dude. Like they uh -huh. might, you know, if they think that they're going to sell you on a beer that way. But the fact that they that a Mexican beer can say these these are artisan maltsters that are here in a small town in Michoacan that are just doing a startup. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's a story in itself that beer is going to sell. 
Oh, you know, definitely. Man. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's kind of what point. we're looking at. We're looking at uh, at bringing that kind of um, attention to detail for uh, because there is a market for it. And that's mm-hmm. the important thing is that there's a market for it. And we need to be in that market because we have a huge leg up mm-hmm. on oh, this. Yeah. Because, like I said, we only did a, he- a, a hectare and a half. But collectively, what my what my uncle Luis has, and what you know, what um, you know, my dad has, it's a lot more than that. Uh-huh. They have uh-huh. a lot more land, and we can expand. Like right now, like I said, they're doing sorghum and they're doing corn. Mm. But if we took all that and did and said, okay, for well, in the off season, all we're going to do is wheat and barley, and we're going to malt that. I mean, we could supply good sized breweries, you know, not not obviously not the big ones, but. Good sized microbreweries, we can sell a couple of them. So yeah, well, you we got yeah. quite a bit of product. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, man. Absolutely, yeah. So we're excited about that. That's the that's the main focus right now for Creek and Canyon as as to where we're going to take it. I mean, we might end up changing names because if it's a Mexican based yeah, I was going to ask. Know, it's a Mexican based um, company, then we'll probably end up changing it to uh, something a little bit more appropriate and 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 Spanish uh, along the line with the with the story of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're growing it, but but yeah, I mean, I think Creek and Canyon was just a such a good uh, uh, starting point for me to really learn about this new thing, and you know, it's it's a lot of fun, man. And we're, I, and I think that's one of the things that you you know we talked about before, Andy, was you just really like doing these podcasts because it's fun, <laughs> and it, and it's something that you might want to do for you know that you want to do for a living because it's you enjoy doing it. Yes, and and trying to turn that love for something into into something you can do for for a living, and that's the key, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, man. So exactly. that's yeah, that's the idea. That's what we're trying to do with uh, with this malt company, and and uh, just being able to be in that town and and bring something back to that community, that small community where we can possibly create jobs. I mean, that would be a dream. You know oh I mean? my goodness! Yeah, yeah. No, I like the plan, Eddie. I like. Um, you know all the, you know the strategy and the the ideas, the the concepts, man. Everything lines up really well, and just mm-hmm. the, the origins and and uh, it's a cool story already in and of itself. You know, yeah, uh, it's a really cool story. And like you said, man, um, it, that that story itself is appealing, and and uh, you know entertaining. And well, that, I'll break that, it down. I'll break it down to you like this. There's a there's a um, there's a brewery in, in Guadalajara that's called La Blanca, right? La Blanca. And La Blanca claims to be the first um, wheat-centric beer of Mexico. Well, wheat, wheat-centric means that there's not a lot of market for wheat beer in Mexico, right? They're, they're not used to it. You uh-huh. know, when, when you go to Mexico, you're going to drink Tecate, you're going to drink Corona, you're going to drink Modelo, you're gonna, you know what I mean? Right. These, are the big, these are the big players in Mexico. But when you get into the city now, into the cities, they're drinking delirium. They're drinking mm. stone, brewery, uh, st- uh, stone brewery. You know, they're drinking uh, craft beers from the United okay. States. So the palate for beer is opening up in Mexico. Mm. I-, I talked to my older cousins down there and they're like, beer is not going to make it. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a multi billion <laughs> dollar co- uh, you know, industry in-, in the United States. It's huge, yeah. it's enormous. Yeah. Oh gosh! You know what I mean? Uh, what makes you think that once young people start to understand that there's more to beer than Modelo and Tecate, you know what mm. I mean? <laughs> yes, they're not going to love it, you know. And then, and as a matter of fact, it happened. I mean, they've got a beer convention now, craft beer conventions. Oh, they wow. uh, they've got a beer fest that happens outside of uh, Omni Life Stadium, which is in Guadalajara, right out where the Chivas play. Mm-hmm. They had a big old beer fest, dude, and craft wow. breweries from all around Mexico have a bunch of little stands there, and they sell you their craft beers, and they show you what they can do. And this is one of them. La Blanca is one of them. German family. German really? family moved to Guadalajara, right? And I think one of them studied there, must have, because she speaks fluent Spanish, but brings her family over to start a brewery in Guadalajara uh-huh. based on wheat beer. So they're making Hefeweizens, they're making wow. Whitbeers, beers, they're making Hefeldunkels, they're d- making Dunkelweissens. I mean, these are these are all <laughs> beers made from wheat only. And when me and Juan Pablo went to the beer fest, uh, as a matter of fact, last October, 
mm-hmm. uh, we were there and oh, we were, wow. and we were like and we were like so where are you bringing your wheat from now because we were already in october is when we started talking about this project okay um, and she says oh we import everything from germany because germany has the best uh, wheat malt wow and what's funny about that is like i've been doing some studying and it, malt is important don't get me wrong you know there's there's a there's a theory of terrare right where it's like the wheat the malt the grain has mm-hmm. a bigger impact on beer than people think i don't know how true that is i can just tell you that <laughs> i've made i've made beer with wheat malt that i bought in mexico and uh-huh. it turned out great really and it turned out just as good uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, so if we can control it and we can somehow make a good quality malt, we're gonna be in the we're gonna be in the game, and we can show them what we can do, and they'll be like, "Shit, we can buy it in Mexico now. Why would right. we?" <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it, no. Is anybody um, any of these breweries, these smaller breweries, or is anybody doing what you're doing now? What you're what you're in the what you're in the process Nobody. of doing now? Growing wheat. Nope. Nobody is making in Mexico. There is not a single uh, field to malt maltster anywhere. Really? Nowhere. There's only a few in the United States. Oh, okay. there's only a few that that do like their own growing of their grain and malt their own grain. Uh-huh. There's there's not very many. I, I would say there's a handful. Um, is that right? Yeah. Most that... of the most of the wheat, uh, most of the grain that's coming, most of the malt that's coming to to craft breweries is coming from Canada or from uh, from Europe. Wow. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. everything and everything that we malt in the big maltsters here in the United States going to Mexico and, and you know and and going to Modelo, you know those uh-huh. those kind of breweries. Yeah. So there's there's malting on a huge scale. Mm-hmm. That's not who we're ever going to be, and that's not who we ever want to be. We want to be a small maltster that is supplying good yeah. quality wheat and barley malt to craft breweries. That's what we want to be. Right, right. No, wow, man, that's very interesting stuff. Yeah, man. you know. Yeah, we it, we enjoy it though because it's like it, it's the kind of deal where you're like, okay, this is the market. We can carve out a little piece of it. Yeah, and and hopefully it'll work for us. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So yeah, I, wow, that's interesting, man, because I that nobody's doing that yet and that here, here you guys are i mean on and, and let me ask you also eddie uh i didn't mean to cut you off the because i want I, I, before i forget this question is the climate is it conducive to to producing to growing uh you know wheat already wheat yeah mm-hmm. very good as a matter of fact we were extremely lucky um with the weather that we got to grow this batch of wheat. I mean, the, the timing couldn't have been any better. And, wow. and, and right before a huge storm hit, um, that wheat was perfect and ready mm. to go. And my mm. dad with his connections, and this is what I was getting at before is, we have all the resources right there in that little town. We've got right. the land, we've got equipment. My dad's got uh, connections for, for the, you know, the combines to come in and harvest it. I mean, it's, he, he's, they've set up a network already with their corn and sorghum this was seamless mm, and it could continue right. to be seamless. And, and all we need to do is outfit and retrofit some of the areas to, mm. to hopefully someday contain a malting machine. Mm-hmm. If we do that, now we're producing malt at a much you know, higher rate where it's, right. we're going to be able to produce it much faster and supply more breweries. But you know, that's the thing is like, and you were talking earlier about brewing. Well, if we become, you know, a, a popular malt, why wouldn't we make our own beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next step, right? I mean, we're just going to make our own and sell it out of a pan, you know? <laughs> right. Man, that is exactly, that would be awesome, man. So we're, we're like talking about some pioneering type of stuff here. It is. Yeah. It is, especially in Mexico, um, because it, it's not, okay, I'll put it to you this way. My dad comes from a long line of corn farmers mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and in in parts of sinaloa they're they're like tomato farmers in parts of michoacan also they're they're avocado farmers mm-hmm. um every region has their specialty correct nobody really does grain 
I mean, think about it. You look around, you got Zacatecas who does a lot of, of, of cactus and nopales, right? Or, yeah. or, or um, there's also um, Durango, I think, does, don't they have like orange groves and stuff like that? Yeah. Citrus groves. Yeah. So, Citrus, uh, yeah. So they're, so they're very, they're very, um, what do you call it? Like, it's weird to say, but patriotic for what they grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not going to shy away from that. They, that's what they know. It they're loyal to that. Yeah. It's their cash crop. So bringing mm-hmm. this new idea from at the right time with my dad, where he was like, well, I'm not getting any younger. You know, mm-hmm. Uncle mm-hmm. Louie's not getting any younger. What are we going to do with this land? And if somebody doesn't take some kind of initiative to say, hey, guys, look, we can really turn this into something we all dig. Yeah. As opposed to corn and sorghum, which none of us know anything about. You know, um, we can say, look, now we're going to turn this into a project where we're going to harvest wheat and make beer and it's going to we can have our own private beer fest. And I mean, it would be something that uh, the family could really get behind, too. And that's important. That was the key, uh, at least for me, is to make sure that the family is behind it. You know, I don't want Mm -hmm. anybody, you know, getting the idea that I'm going down there and trying to start something, you know, that I'm not supposed to or or it's it's (laughs) the family. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and because we you know we have a job, but at the same time, it's like if we can create something cool in this town that we love, and is you know is such a big part of our our history. Oh yeah. Well, why wouldn't we? You know. Definitely, man. And like you said, you know, there's ramifications uh, potentially for you know the economy, uh, creating yeah. jobs, creating yeah. uh, opportunity, you know, uh, did commerce. You, did you ever see that little? Um, that little tidbit, uh, somebody did a report on it, Behan. Did you ever see that? It was on TV. No, yeah, I've never was, heard of it. Yeah, there was a little report that somebody did on it, Behan, about, you know, because it's only a population of about 2,000, mm-hmm. but it's like 80% women because wow. the men always leave. Mm. The men go look for jobs. There's not a big industry there. There's not, you know what I mean? And it's like, and, and so, like, um, this could be a game changer. This could be. Yeah. A place where people can stay and work and learn, and you know what I mean, and it could change right. the face of it. So um, that's kind of what the dream is. Obviously, that's the big dream. But um, you know, for the big for the beginning part, we just want to 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 take one step at a time. So this is the first step: is we have some wheat, we need to malt it, we need to mm-hmm. have breweries to test it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And this one, Juan Pablo um, Magdaleno. Have, what's that? Juan Pablo what? Magdaleno. Yeah. Oh, your cousin, right? Yeah. He, and he's, um, I assume, you know, I presume he has uh, connections and, 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 you know, rapport and relationships already with certain, um, you know, breweries or restaurants. Oh, okay. He's a business guy. And he, and he, and, and as a matter of fact, um, La Blanca is one of the uh, uh, brewers he already went to visit and got some information and talked to them about. So um, it's, they're probably going to be our main target is to say, hey, look, you don't need to go to Germany. If you're going to make a wheat beer in Mexico, make it with Mexican wheat. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Makes I mean, sense, right? Don't, don't tell us that you're making the first Mexican wheat beer and all your grain is coming from Germany. That's a German <laughs> wheat beer. <laughs> That's, <laughs> true. That's true, man. Jeez. So we'll see, man. I mean, we're we're excited about um, the possibilities of it. And that's, and that's kind of the thing, right? I mean, if you got to be... You gotta at least have that vision, man, and 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 just keep working towards it a little bit, of chip away at it, you know. Yeah, and you you've been in business, Eddie, a long time now. You've been in sales, you've been an entrepreneur, you've had your own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm sure that uh, all those skills, all those all that knowledge is, you know, you're you're, you're applying it here in this project, this endeavor. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah, man, I think, uh, when you start to, you know, apply all that knowledge, man, um, I think it's like, I mean, you say, I mean, again, the the story sounds good already, man. And the plan, there's a plan in place. And, um, it, I think that, uh, like you said, it's seamless. It's been seamless. Yeah. You got all the resources, you got everything ready to go and, uh, you got the land. I mean, just, I mean, everything, everything's lined up for you, man. So. We've got water, man. I mean, this this little town, if it's rich in something, it's land and water. Mm. It's like, come on. I mean, the, the stars are lined up. Let's just, you know. 
yeah figure this out <laughs> yeah exactly so what what's the next step here so I, you know we're may of 2020 yeah so we're looking hopefully by may of 2021 right i mean we have about a year before we actually uh would need to um have a a product to sell right um so for the batch okay. that we made here this pilot batch of wheat that we grew um and we're going to malt is going to be strictly for beta testing. We're going to send it out to um, to breweries and say, "Hey, make a batch of beer with this. If mm-hmm. it, if you like it, and the beer comes out to your you know to your specs and your specifications, mm-hmm. and you dig it, mm-hmm. we can you know take an order now for next year." Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the idea. The idea is um, we need to show them that the malt that we're making is quality. Because there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of skepticism. Oh, your 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 malt won't be as good as the German malt, or your malt isn't going to be as high quality as Canadian malt. Whatever the excuses might be, we have to ease their fears and say, no, we're going to do a high level of quality assurance to make sure mm-hmm. that our malt is as is comparable to their malt. Or why would you even bother? Exactly. So that's that's kind of the key. Is if we don't produce a decent quality malt, then we're mm-hmm. going to be behind already. And that's going to be uh, our next step is to is to make sure that we that we do the right steps to to produce a good quality malt on this test malt, uh-huh. send it to breweries, have them make a beer, and hopefully from there um, they would they would want to to place an order for the next season mm-hmm. uh, where we can actually figure out how much we'll need based on orders, and then boom, we'll we'll malt it and send it out to them by next year. Wow! Yeah, that's that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's the idea for sure yeah. for sure you know i um this company i don't know if you saw my episode about uh two or three weeks ago i had um yes uh dallas uh, something yes victor victor santana from dallas yeah. beer talk yes dallas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and he's heavily into uh you know the beer scene in dallas mm-hmm. uh, and the community down there a lot of microbreweries a lot of restaurants Mm-hmm. And he's really, really into that scene. Uh, he talked a lot, you know. He, he, he and I think uh, with him, he said that he's um, he's he, he's more into the uh, beer tasting. Yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 I mean, he could tell. He'll tell you, you know, this it's it's hoppy, or he'll describe all the. He'll get real mm-hmm. technical with the beers. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, and uh, which is really cool, man. I don't know if you saw that episode, but uh, and here you are. We're talking beer. As well, yeah. and you're you're ta- you're giving us a kind of a behind the scenes uh, of a, of a different process of a different aspect of it, you know. Uh, but I think uh, it's really interesting, man. The, the, the beer, the, every every beer has a story, you know. And and it seems uh, like here in Southern, even in Southern California where we're at, we're you're seeing the, a lot of these breweries popping up now, man. It's it's we're the crazy. I don't know if you know that, but we're yeah. We're, I didn't know that until Victor told me that a couple yeah, weeks ago. The Mecca, man. We we have, I think we, I, I mean, I don't want to talk out of turn, but I, I don't know that there's another area in the country that has the amount of breweries that Southern California has. Wow. One of the, one of the, uh, the things like uh, we went to Anaheim uh, and in Anaheim, you can go in like one square mile, five breweries, five <laughs> microbreweries. Uh, you got Brewery Tarot, uh, which is part of the brewery, which is in Yorba Linda. But Whoa. Brewery Tarot is closer to Anaheim, and there's like Asylum Brewing. There's, I mean, there's, uh, dude, there's there's an incredible amount just in Anaheim and San um, Diego. Forget about it. Mm. San Diego has even more. San Diego wow. has an incredible amount. Uh, Golden Road is in in Anaheim. Stone is uh, Stone Brewery is closer to uh, to San Diego. Uh, they have a they have a really great restaurant, by the way. Stone Brewery does uh, in, Where? in San Diego in the Arts District. Okay, uh, it's in Liberty Station, and it's phenomenal. And hopefully, once they open this, you know, the country back up, man. I know. If you get a chance, go to it, and you okay. can take those. Uh, it's a whole restaurant, um, and they've got great food and amazing beer. Uh, but. But yeah, I mean, we we are the mecca, dude. Uh, you can throw a rock to a brewery right outside your house right now. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and and I didn't even know how many there were here, but Ontario has one. Chino <laughs> has one. Uh, Upland, I, I think, right? Upland has one. I'm so 
absolutely, man. They're everywhere. They're about to open one uh, right here in Eastvale, right down the street from my house. Jeez. They're going to do a brewery because the New Haven community, where they've got all these new houses popping up, mm-hmm. they're going to do a, 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 a what's it called? A shopping center. They're going to put a brewery in there. So it's, it's, dude, it's amazing. Beer is a great thing. Everyone loves to drink beer, especially a good tasting beer. And you know what? Yeah. On the flip side, you make a bad beer, <laughs> people will tell you now. People are trying to pick it up. You know, they're like, uh-huh. hey, man, bad beer. This isn't, this doesn't taste like this, this, and this. And it's yeah. like, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but people, people will know now if it's not a good beer. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah it, even here, yeah, Ventura County, man, where I'm at, you know, um, I, I can tell you there's off the top of my head three or four. Yep. You know, they, and obviously there's there's more than that, but. Uh, Jose's hometown, our, our, my brother Jose, has mm-hmm. in Lamar, California. Oh, know, yeah. Uh, Bird Street, I think it's. Uh, Bird Street, yeah. Bird, Bird, Bird Street. Great beer. Wow. Yeah. And these are all guys that probably worked at a bigger brewery and thought, I know this. I can do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah, and they they make a really great four or five taps worth of beer. You don't you don't need more than four or five great beers in a restaurant. Uh-huh. You know, look, I I I I started out this conversation by by describing a saison. You don't know what a saison is, uh-huh. but you could probably go into a restaurant and order. Oh, you know what? I'll take an IPA. You get a good IPA on tap with a couple of other beers. You're set, man. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can make a restaurant happen with that. And that's such. It such, seems like such a cool industry, man. Like a fun industry, man. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. it's a so it's socially based. It's mm-hmm. you know, uh, part. You know, people like to have a good time, like you it's said. A, man. It's, a, it's a marketing wet dream, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, I like I think, that. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, uh, Jennifer and I went to uh, uh, Firestone Walker Brewery, which is in um, near San Luis Obispo. You know, yeah. have you been there? Ed? No, okay. but I've I know where it's 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 up yeah. there. Yeah. So, so Firestone Walker is this amazing brewery that um, that mm-hmm. that makes 805. Yes, and I'm sure you have 805 in your big in up your here. Super, huge. So you're you go in there and the guy gives you this tour of this amazing facility and they make these incredibly great beers. I mean, I'm talking about sours. I'm talking about shit that they ferment with um, Zinfandel grapes, dude. I mean, wow. really, really awesome beers. Then he takes us into this huge room where it's completely and only dedicated to 805. Really? He says to me, you know, 805 is a good beer. He goes, but it ain't even our best beer. He goes, it's not our best beer. He goes, it's a good beer, not our best beer. He goes, (laughs) but the marketing and the box is cool. (laughs) So it sells. Crazy it's like a black box and it says 805 in the yeah. white script. People love it up here, man. There's 805 on the back of trucks down here and it's not even local beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they marketed it so well mm. that it has its own wing the, of the brew. <laughs> That's and it's not even their best beer. That's awesome. They have, a, they have an amazing lager. They have an amazing IPA, a hazy IPA. They have these amazing sours and ah oh, dude and but 805 is the one that made them buckets of money mm. yeah exactly <laughs> so if you you look, it well enough you'll be all right <laughs> I, exactly you know it, it's marketing i mean it's key yeah. right you know it, yeah they, I, I bet you they didn't know it was going to hit like that you know and they really didn't the guy was like dude we didn't we didn't know how popular it was going to be until it started <laughs> flying off the shelves we could not keep store stock <laughs> and and this was the head of production who gave jennifer and i a private two-hour tour it was fantastic we loved that's it that's awesome that's awesome yeah. man. it's the hey, what's so, that uh, go ahead go ahead i was, I was just going to say in this industry there's a little bit of everything there's marketing there's you know, product, there's equipment, there's, I mean, it mm. hits on every part of business, man. It really does. That's super cool, man. Yeah. A, yeah. There was, what's that? Uh, there's a brewery in Redlands, Red, Hangar 20 Hangar or Hangar 24. Hangar 24. Yeah. I remember when they first Hangar came out. Does, uh, does wheat beers, you know, that's, the, okay. that's what made it big. They have a orange wit beer. Mm. And yes. It's a citrus based orange beer, uh, wheat beer. 
and uh, they do it really well and it's consistent and, it, and every time you get order one it tastes the same and you know what you're going to get when you order it um you know it's what makes in and out in and out you know what an in and out burger is going to taste like before you bite into it you know you want to know you know people talk shit about budweiser mm-hmm. but budweiser tastes exactly the same yeah, it does. every time you open it and it's Very... that consistency mm-hmm. that sell People want to know what they're going to drink. And if they like Budweiser, they know they're not going to get a bad batch of Budweiser because it tastes the same everywhere you go. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the thing, man. And, and Hangar 24 is one of those breweries that uh, that did it, and they did a great job, and they marketed it real well. And It's, it's out of Redlands, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember when it first started out, man. I want to say, I don't know, if now probably 10, 15 years ago, maybe yeah, probably closer to 15 years ago. Out in Redlands, and I remember I, I love that. But I haven't had any in a while, but uh, really good beer, man. Real tasty. You, I bet it's a citrus. Bet if you, I bet if you uh, did a quick search, Andy, and especially in your area in Ventura County or in there in Simi Valley, uh-huh. if you look for like a, an awesome like craft beer store, I bet you'd find a really great one. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, if they're really explore different beers. I bet you'd have a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, you know what? They're out, they're gonna open one here um in Simi Valley. It's uh, it's it's been under construction for for a significant amount of time now, but uh everybody's waiting for it to open. And uh, there's one in Thousand Oaks that uh, it's called uh, Tarantula Hill. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, and a store or a brewery? Say again? Be a beer store or a brewery? No, it's a brewery. Oh, yeah, and they they sell you know they got a little restaurant going too in there and but they got all their you know all their brews uh, and it's only beer man I think beer and rot wine they don't do any liquor in there basically that's what's happening in Mexico I mean mm-hmm. working a lot of guys that probably worked at these bigger breweries um, and I know it happened big time in uh, in the northern part of the territories where like in TJ mm-hmm. um, people. Were down from San Diego breweries and starting microbreweries on the on the Mexican side of the border. Really? And yeah, I mean, they just started making some really great beers down there in Baja, California, and in TJ. And uh, you know, there's a really great beer out of Colima called Colimita. Really good beer. I mean, oh. very con- beers, man. And there's a there's a really good microbrewery called uh, Minerva in, in in Guadalajara. They mm. are very consistent. Been there for a long time. Uh, specialized mostly in stouts, but very, very good. I mean, they do a good job, and mm-hmm. and and Mexican uh, kids and the kids are starting to get it, figure it out, and they're partying with beer. Where five years ago they were on the track of hard liquor, you know, just kind of <laughs> always getting a lot of bottles, you know. But now it's like, no, it's craft beer. Like, let's get some good beers in here, you know. For sure. So we want to be. We there in that market you know <laughs> no no doubt Eddie no doubt man I think uh every, the way you've explained everything man and everything's really set up for you to succeed I hope so. it, yeah and I can't wait to to see the process man first hand you know um I just remember the little people though Eddie you know just, you hey, what we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do our first beer fest in uh in Nepehan and we'll we'll do a live remote <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no, I'll be there, man. I'll be, screw the screw remote. I'm gonna go to that festival. You know It'll what I mean? A, do it, man. We'll do it right. It'll be a blast. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, um, but and I think you got you got your logo all set up right for Creek and Canyon. Uh, yeah, I just for Creek have, and Canyon. Yeah, we have a Creek and Canyon logo. Um, it, it was actually um, mocked up by a friend of uh, Herbert and Tony and I. His name is uh, his, his name is Brady. He he mocked it up for us, and uh, it's a jackalope, and it's kind of cool. We liked it. Yeah. Um, we we based Creek and Canyon off of uh, you know Chino Hill stuff. You know, we've got creeks and canyons and mm-hmm. in Chino. And we were like, well, what about just shortening it to Creek and Canyon? But now we we got to start off from scratch and name it again because we're we're going to base it out of Epehan now, and, and we're yeah. thinking about you know, what what's special from that town that we can name it. So we've got some ideas, um, but you know we'll we'll put it out there on our, our on our Instagram uh, once we get it right. So definitely. Um, right now, you guys can follow us at Creek and Canyon uh, uh, on Instagram. Um, you know, check out the. Uh, the 
beans quarantined and all that good stuff. And mm -hmm. shout out to uh, shout out to you, Andy, for real, man, because like, you know, we talked about it on the, on your last profile pod with Lily is, you know, you you kind of got me thinking about doing a podcast and doing that, you know, with Lily. And so, um, you know, it's been fun. And I, I give you a lot of credit for that because, you know, you you got me on your podcast and I was like, hey, I want to do that. You know, so. <laughs> Oh, thank you, man. No, no, I, I appreciate that, Eddie. I yeah. appreciate that, man. And um, yeah, it's all about you know doing doing things that you enjoy to do, man. You enjoy doing, and, and you know I, I'm not getting any younger, man. And I, I want to explore those things that uh, I've always wanted to do. You know, I, I've always enjoyed you know acting and performing and and be and you know this this whole entertainment arena, uh, how things get you know product how things get produced, you know. And I say, I've said this before, you know, how, you know, how a song gets made or, or how a, a movie gets produced or, or a television show or, or anything, anything of, of um, you know, where that requires an engineering, you know, how something gets built, you know, the behind the scenes of anything, you know, uh, but particularly for me, uh, I've always enjoyed, you know, um, performing in the arts and, and movies and, and you know, uh, music and these things. So, but yeah, man, I, I, I would, I don't know if you saw Paul was on last week, man. He was, yeah. uh, it was Zoetic, right. With the, with the dance. Yeah. Studio. Yeah. Great. So, you know, he was, he's been very inspirational to, to, to us and, and to meet myself and, you know, for starting his business and, and, and now he's got his, I don't know if you heard, he's doing his little woodworking uh, venture. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna do and that guy does that guy does, everything he does turns to gold right yeah, he did, he's he's good man he's he, he broke down the carpentry thing and figured it out he's good man yeah, yeah. seriously seriously he's <laughs> he's always got some kind of project going and yeah and like you said man you you, you figure you, you do things that you enjoy and you you figure out a way to to uh make a living on it or, or to capitalize on it you know um so why not you know you enjoy doing it Absolutely. And, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. So, nope. you know, Eddie, but, uh, man, I, I am going to, uh, there's lots, you gave me so much to think about tonight, man. I'm chew, so much to chew on. Uh, I'm sure the folks at home have a, you know, the viewers here have a, uh, got some insight, man, because you really, really uh, educated us on, on the process of beer making, uh, just, just different um, avenues, you know, the things we don't really talk about, you know, the, uh beer making in mexico i mean how you know how, nobody i don't know anything about that you know so that's a whole new world that you're shedding yeah. light on had i not been down there and seen it for myself i probably wouldn't have had that idea man but it all kind of came together all at once absolutely man absolutely hey uh before you go eddie um I, I'm, I'm gonna check out those latest episodes of two beans quarantine yeah check them out They're fun. yeah Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, check those out. Before you go, Eddie, let us know where we can find you, man. I know you kind of so, mentioned it a little bit a little bit ago, but go ahead and plug. Yeah, so at Creek and Canyon on uh, on Instagram. Um, I don't have a Facebook page set up for that, though, but you can follow me at, you know, Eddie Perez on Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, all those all those social media sites. But, you know, check out the Two Beans Quarantined um, on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, I think it's pretty much we're there. So um, check it out. Uh, Lily and I have a good time breaking down the week uh, of uh, being quarantined. And and, and we have uh, last week we played a quick game with Tony who was on. And so we just have fun and we, we break down the week. But, um, yeah, for those of you guys who want to follow the Creek and Canyon story, check it out on Instagram. We'll, we'll add more stuff as it happens. Uh, but right now, we you know, we're, we're still uh, inching our way towards some success. So we'll be there. Absolutely, Eddie. And. Uh, if there's anyone I'm, I'm gonna bet on, man, I'm, if I'm a gambling man, I'm betting on you, man. So, uh, you <laughs> know, you. So, that. <laughs> absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, there you have Mr. Eddie Perez of Creek and Canyon Brewery, and uh, who knows, it might be a different name in in the future, but um, right now he's he, he's Creek and Canyon and Two Beans Quarantine Podcast. Check it out with Lily, his daughter. So he's he's a uh, he's got a lot of things going on. Um, thank you, Eddie, for being here, bro. As always, man. You know you're thank always welcome back. You know, and uh, hopefully I can get on your show, man. 
Yeah, we're going to have you on for sure. You know, we, we're going to we're going to do that. We're going to put that together. We need to. Absolutely, man. I am looking forward to that. Like I said, I haven't been a, a guest on anybody else's show, man. I am, I I may, I am scheduled, though, Eddie. I am scheduled. I'll tell you this. I am scheduled. Yeah. For to be on somebody else's uh, for the first time. Yeah. Uh -huh. May, May 29th. So if, just putting it out there. I don't know. Maybe because you mentioned you wanted to have me. Who are you, you going to first to host me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but who who are you going to be? You're already on somebody else's podcast? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, oh, okay. I am scheduled. I'm scheduled for May 29th. Oh, no. We'll get it before that. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, man. No. <laughs> but, okay, uh, I only need one more to be a five-timer on your show. That's that's true. My fourth time. So. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're super versatile, man. I mean, <laughs> you've been on this twice already. On, on Well, first time on YouTube, but second time on Profile Pod. Yeah. 90s galore you've had several appearances man so yeah. uh, i think you're all one more you are the uh oh, five timer first five timer i gotta get on i gotta get on on the podcast again <laughs> absolutely man absolutely i'll start a new business if i have to <laughs> yeah exactly exactly we'll find a way to get you on man or something man and uh but yeah thank you for being here man oh, thank, you, be man. thank you always man always and, and uh we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon as as always um, so ladies and gentlemen there you have eddie perez again from creek and canyon and two beans quarantine uh, podcast check him out on instagram check out his uh podcast on on apple podcast stitcher you know all, all the platforms all the major platforms so um as for myself thank you so much for tuning in again this is uh uh, this is a, it, usually we, we record live on Thursdays, but tonight is a special special night with a special guest, and this is a special episode. So, thank you for tuning in, and, and uh, we will see you again this week. Today is Sunday. We'll be back on on Thursday uh, at our uh, regular time. So, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Profile Pod TV here on, on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Profile Pod TV. Uh, or at 90s galore uh, and if you want to be uh, a guest on the profile pod tv hit me up shoot me a dm on instagram uh shoot me an email would love to have you on if you're an actor musician you have your own podcast your own business uh, we love to to get you on and uh, promote your your whatever you got going on so let's help each other out let's continue to grow our businesses our endeavors entrepreneurship and uh man that's what it's all about it's all it's all about man so uh again thank you so much for being here eddie again thank you so much and uh, we'll see you soon see you guys next this week on profile pod tv so always remember to take it easy